You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What is good, fantasy people? Week 11 is here. We got a great one. Not just a good one, a great one. Cardinals, Seahawks, Russ versus Kyler. Man, they, they went off on the, the last time they played, one of the best games of the year. And I expect no less in this one. Oh, man. It's like watching. We get to watch uh, Russ in regular speed, and then we get to ro- watch Russ in fast forward. So, Oh, yeah. Yep, uh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good game, man. Great game. But as always, we're obviously gonna cover Thursday night football as we do on this um, Thursday night preview, and then we're also gonna uh, give out our streams of the week. Um, but before we get into that, let's just uh, briefly cover some news. Um, DeAndre Baker, uh, former Giants first round pick, cornerback, um, was apparently. Uh, had all these all the charges of burglary uh, and attempted robbery uh, dropped against him, or armed robbery, my apologies, dropped against him as his accusers um, were apparently trying to extort him. So uh, he's been cleared of those charges. They've been dropped, and he has since signed with the Kansas City practice squad. So this is a huge, uh, potentially, potential boost for the Kansas City Chiefs. I remember when DeAndre Baker was coming out I think it was 2018. Um, there was a lot of, or 20, 2019, or either way, but there was a lot of a, uh, I constantly saw his name mocked to Kansas City because they were need corners. They, you know, still need corners. So DeAndre Baker, I think this is really strong signing for the Kansas City D. What do you think, Greg? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was on the Giants. He definitely was improving towards the end of uh, last year um, to be a, a good, pretty, pretty good corner. Uh, Definitely helps with the injuries that the Kansas City Chiefs had at corner and in the secondary. Um, yeah, it's just is he, hopefully he could you know stay out of trouble and stuff like that. I mean, uh, definitely a fan of him until he had the situation, uh, so he can have that somewhere else. Probably. <laughs> yeah, man. Hopefully, um, you know, like would like to see if he can develop on this practice squad and maybe you know come help this team um, in the playoff game because corners they're like they're like pitchers in the bullpen, you know. Yep. Um, next up, we got Matthew Stafford. He has a partial tear in his right thumb. That would be his throwing hand is expected to play through the injury. Um, obviously we know Matt Stafford's a tough guy. Um, I think this really, uh, it makes a difference for super flex. So, you know, maybe you might want to go roster Chase Daniel as the Matt Stafford manager. Um, you know, just in case, but, you know Stafford, like like I said, he's tough, man. He's he's gonna play through it, Greg. What do you think about? Uh, are you concerned about Stafford and the injury and possibility of re-injury and the potential for, you know, or the potential for lack of production 
you know, due to the injury? Um, yeah, I mean, Stafford, every year goes through a couple injuries uh, here or there. He's going to play through it. I mean, if you're in a Superflex League, probably should have Chase Daniel. But, it, you know, if not, then uh, it's monitor the situation and, um, you know, go try to get uh, some streams if you're, if you're able to and monitor that to game time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, you know, Stafford, um, like, I think if you're in a 12, 12 person league, I think you could go somewhere else if you had to, yeah. right? I mean, I'm just, it's his right, it's his right hand. So I don't know. It's just a thumb injury on his right hand. It was just, you know, find that, like, why would I want to take that risk? But anyway, he's been playing really well, man. But uh, next up, Teddy Bridgewater did practice today, returned on a limited basis. So it looks like he's on track to at least give it a go on Sunday. Uh, so, Greg, where are you at with that? Are you are you optimistic? I know you are banking on Teddy B being out there on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. This is this is good for Teddy B. Um, if you're in that super flex, I went and got uh, P.J. Walker just in case. Uh, but... Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he should be also following up to game time. Um, you would think that he got, you know, go almost concussed in the, the one previous game uh, and he was able to come back the next Sunday. So he's a tough guy. And he, he should uh, be there if he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, if anything, this this does maybe limits his, his mobility a little bit, but because uh, we know he's he's been actually bringing, bringing a steady floor that way, which we haven't seen him do previously, but um, that's been a nice boost. Uh, and then, you know, Sam Darnold, obviously he's out. So Joe Flacco set to start again on Sunday. Uh, Drew Locke, uncertain to suit up after suffering a, a pr- pretty severe uh, ribs bruising and, and a strain. So um, hopefully for the Lions uh, being the Miami D, he could suit up because um, really looking forward to streaming him against Drew Locke. Yeah, facts. <laughs> uh, Jimmy G has shed his walking boot. Uh, will now be back before December, but could, or he will not be back before December. My apologies, but could return. Uh, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't completely count him out. You know, the 49ers are four and six, have a shot to make the playoffs as a wild card team because, you know, seven teams do make it, um, and potentially eight teams make it if, if any games get canceled. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't, sh- I wouldn't completely rule out Jimmy G coming back, nor, would I rule out uh, a George Kittle possibly either? So if you're on an IR spot, uh, maybe you want to stash George Kittle. Um, but maybe, you know, we could see this N- Niners offense maybe, you know, get, get uplifted um, when he when Jimmy G, a healthy Jimmy G, comes back. Yeah, hopefully, you know, Jimmy G can come back healthy. It definitely helps uh, this hof- offense as a whole and its, it's playmakers. Uh, hopefully this whole entire roster can get, get healthy because – um, the Super Bowl roster had, had a lot of tough injuries this year and uh, held them back to have these four wins. Yeah, man. As a as a George Kittle manager, I'm I'm really hoping that they keep these playoff hopes alive. I'm I'm rooting. Plus, I took the Niners to win the division, so I, I guess I still have to root for that as well. Um, <laughs> moving on to Alan Lazard, man. Change switching positions. We were stuck on quarterback, but Alan Lazard uh, was activated off the IR with the core muscle. Uh, tweeted out that it is lizard time. So, man, uh, are you excited, Greg? I need to see him on that roster Sunday, and then I'll be excited. That's all I got to say. 
Oh, what roster? He's on your roster right now. I right? mean, I mean, like playing on an actual football team on Sunday that he's been speculative yeah, to do for Craig, the last we four talked, weeks. We talked. We talked about this. He's active now. The the coaching staff is let. Oh, you're you're worried they're going to keep him out on Sunday. You're worried that they activate him off the IR just to not play him on Sunday. I mean, I they he's been activated off the IR since for th- th- for three weeks now. So you know, no, he was activated. He was to return, right? There's the yeah, IR, IR, and then there's IR to return. There's IR to active too now. <laughs> like you know, I just need him to see him on the field. That's all. No, he he's he's all he's activated off of the injured reserve now. He's on the active oh, roster. Okay, okay, so he he's eligible to play in the game on Sunday. There's no more steps that need to be taken other than the coaches saying. Alan, you're in the game. All right, man. If he's in the game, so are you, I mean, are you in? Uh, yeah. If he's if he's playing on Sunday, then I'm all in. As far as him being that second target for Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think uh, MBS is going to still have a, th- that same boom role. I mean, it's not like he was getting many yeah. more receptions than he was before Alan Lazard. So Lazard should step back into his normal role. Yeah. Um. The one one thing to concern though, because Alan Lazard could be stepping up into an even bigger role. Um larger role Devonte adams did not practice today with an ankle injury uh apparently played through the ankle injury in the second half of week 10 uh he did some stretching on wednesday this is according to world world uh but he you know it wasn't enough for a limited tag so uh he was a, a full dmp on wednesday uh are you concerned about Devontae Adams and his availability? Uh, he, he definitely dealt with an uh, ankle injury in the past couple of seasons. Um, I mean, if uh, we got to keep monitoring that, to tomorrow's and Friday's practice pretty important. Uh, but, yeah, if, if that's the case, then, you know, you, you can always pivot to Lazard. I'm sure he's available in a lot of leagues. Um, but, yeah, definitely tomorrow and Friday is important. Yeah, um, and there's some other good news or not some other good news. We have actually some good news. Uh, Kenny Galladay, man, he returned to practice on Wednesday. Uh, first practice since going down. So maybe you don't want to start Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah, because they're the opposite. It seems like when, I mean, I got to see also when Kenny G, you know, seemed like uh, he could be questionable coming to the week and he'll be out. So I'm, I must, I need to see it to believe it too with him. Oh, I need to see it. <laughs> I need to see the official report that yeah, Kenny G that he's is playing. Yep, him, Chris game. Carson. He's in. Yeah, yeah, and Lazard, yeah, <laughs> all those people, you know, I need to see him on the field to start for me to be confident. <laughs> uh, someone who will definitely not be on the field, that will not, that will be Christian McCaffrey. He is ruled out for uh, Sunday's game against Detroit. So uh, don't count on him there. Uh, expect Mike Davis to uh, hopefully he can get that pixie dust back, man. Hopefully he can get it back. Um, but Calvin Ridley ha- has resumed running at practice. Not a given that he can play on Sunday versus New Orleans, but if he can, uh, if he can at least get a limited practice in this week, then that would be promising. So that's a huge boost. Uh, that would be a huge boost for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Um, but Last two things here, and then we'll move on to the streams. Zach Ertz designated a return from the injured reserve with a high ankle sprain that he suffered. Greg, given the tight end economy, do you care? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that this makes it even worse. They have three tight ends now that if he comes back uh, just to make it more complicated, I mean, from like, I don't know, so are you- maybe five points to maybe a touchdown. So I don't, I don't really know. I'm not interested. Are you concerned about uh, Dallas Goddard's upside? Um, of what upside he has now? Not really, no. 
Okay. He doesn't really yeah, have that um, much upside right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hasn't done anything since since he's come back either. Yeah. Uh, but I'm wondering, you know, we did see, um, you know, Richard Rodgers, you know, we did see him obviously, uh, you know, play. He, he outplayed or outproduced, I should say, Dallas Goddard on Sunday in yep. Week 10 um, as the number two tight end. So is there a possibility you think that Zach or Dallas Goddard? Because we did feel even when these two were healthy that Dallas Goddard was the tight end in Philly that you wanted to play, right? You know, you know he just he got hurt week three and we haven't really seen him in that role since. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, Richard Rodgers outplayed Dallas Goddard and Zach, adding Zach Ertz, that just makes him probably a little more complicated. And Carson Wentz not playing his best, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a pass. Yeah, I mean, Richard Rodgers won't have a role if Zach Ertz is coming back unless. Zach Ertz doesn't. One of these guys won't have a role. It's going to either be Zach Ertz or Richard Rodgers. One of these guys is going to the bench. So, I mean, I think in, given the tight end economy, I'm going to go play Dallas Goddard. I mean, I know I have him in the league of extraordinary people. And they've got Cleveland this week, then Seattle. Um, you know, those are two good matchups right there. Uh, in the Seattle game should, you know, probably be a hot total. So, I mean, he was he was running more routes than Zach Ertz. I mean, all I know is I'm not playing Zach Ertz. I'll put it that way. But uh, I, would, I would continue to play Dallas Goddard uh, just because you know he's got this you know he's got the most upside in this in this group um but moving on Sammy Watkins he returned to a full practice today so are you interested in that Greg uh for sure Sammy Watkins seems to be the best complimentary receiver for uh you know for Patty Mahomes outside of Kelsey and Hill um early in the season so I mean he was getting eight to nine targets in 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 those beginning the games and producing uh just like he did early in the year last year um, so I, I'm I'm a believer in him, and if he's able to come back and be healthy, it's worth a, a add. So what if I told you I didn't know this before because I I thought you know I, I was thinking that Sammy Watkins is is a good add to make. Uh, since week one, when he was the wide receiver ten with eighteen points, uh, he has not put up more than nine point seven, and he has not been higher than the wide receiver thirty seven between weeks two and five. Did he play in those all those games? Yeah, you know he did. I mean, he has fantasy points mm-hmm. in all of them. I don't know if he <laughs> finished all of them. Oh, because uh, I feel like he got hurt in one. I of don't. Them. I maybe you're right. Maybe he did get hurt. I don't have the snap counts in front of me. That's possible. Uh, something we could look to later in the week. I just I I didn't know this prior to even looking it up. I just saw that he hadn't finished out. You know, inside the top thirty. I, since week one i think it's worth that if he's uh maybe he was banged up but if he's like completely healthy uh yeah things worth a shot but mahomes is playing more to the air game now too this might be a nice worth a shot. yeah no I, I'm, I'm i'm with you i think there there is production to be had in this kansas city passing attack i'm just wondering if he play if he was even playing well enough to overtake a role but i don't even really know if anybody has taken this role <laughs> the, no, no. Like, it's Kelsey you know, and Hill. No one's taking it. It's Kelsey Hill, and that's it, really. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to the streams of the week, man. Uh, Greg, your quarterback stream of the week, man. What do we got? Oh, man. So I mentioned them in the waiver wise pod. Uh, Alex Smith is probably the only one, you know, that was uh, under that probably real deep and real deep. Uh, so he's still 7% rostered. He threw for 55 pass attempts last week. Um, against that Detroit secondary, this is the Cincinnati secondary, who's even almost weaker, uh, if not, you know, one of the weakest in the league. Uh, so I think he's going to be able to attack them 
threw for 390. I think he gets more touchdowns for you. Gets at least two passing touchdowns. Scary Terry's in the start of the week spot here. So, uh, yes, yeah, get it, Alex Smith. Um, he won't kill you, and he can give you some points. Yeah, man, I definitely like that one, man. The Cincinnati defense got absolutely roasted last week. Um, I'm going to go with, again, it's a little, it's, it makes me, maybe makes my uh, stomach a little upset, but I'm going to do it, man. Kirk Cousins, 34% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, going up against Dallas, and you know we like that Dallas matchup. Again, Dallas is a top 10 matchup for the quarterback position over the last five weeks. Uh, as a defense, they allow the fourth most fancy points per drop back. And, you know, this matchup, Kirk is top 10 in terms of fancy points per drop back at the quarterback position. And, you know, Kirk, he just got his first win on Monday Night Football. Only took him 10 attempts, but, you know, maybe he's he might be feeling himself right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, Dallas did lose their top corner, Trayvon Diggs. And um, he wasn't very good. I mean, rookie. Uh, obviously, that's a tough position to come in and play as a rookie. Um, you know, so he, I'm sure he'll get better. But he was he was struggling, so uh, I have to imagine that the, the next group coming in probably probably isn't going to be too good. Um, Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man. What do we got? Uh, I'm gonna go with Dalton Schultz against Minnesota. Oh, I like, I like uh, that. Yeah, he's 18 percent like rostered. Uh, he's still getting targeted um, with the hope of Andy Dalton coming back. That that should be good for for him. Um, after the bye week, maybe they get him involved more too. Um, so yeah, I, I like him. I st- his target share is still there, uh, and I, I like the matchup against Minnesota. Yeah, man, I like that one a lot. Uh, he was somebody that, if you looked at the, I mean, it's a small sample size, but there was two games he had played with Andy Dalton. One of them was almost terrible, but the entire Arizona or the entire game or team against Arizona was terrible. The second one. Uh, was against Washington. He actually had, I think it was five targets in that game, mm-hmm. uh, was able to be productive. Uh, that offense just hasn't really been productive since uh, Andy Dalton has, had gotten injured. So definitely like that one. He's definitely an under, flying, someone flying under the radar. Another guy flying under the radar. Uh, and, you know, feel like we've just been riding the roller coaster with him all year, man. That's Logan oh, Thomas, yeah. <laughs> 43% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, uh, going up against the L.A. Rams. Um, you know, again, bouncing back here from the Jacob Hollister call, you know, can't believe, you know, this guy was even eligible given the tight end market, like I was saying, riding this roller coaster, but hey, I'll take it. He's run around on 97% of the team dropbacks the last three weeks, which leads to tight end position. He's top 10 in tight, uh, tight end target share the last three weeks as well. And again, Cincinnati over the last eight weeks is giving up the, the, most fantasy points to the tight end position. So have confidence in Logan Thomas this week. Seen an average of five targets per game over the last three weeks. Yeah, I like that for sure. Logan Thomas, man, <laughs> seemed like you know, streamer, streamer of the year tied, I tied in. Oh, absolutely. Greg, defensive streamer of the week, man. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to dig real deep. I think, you know, you mentioned how they've been playing better since they fired their head coach. I, I'm going to go Atlanta's defense, especially if my man Jameis is going to start, you You know, uh, you know, he probably got improved. You know, he probably learned to not turn the bubble over as much. But I, I want to see it to believe it that he's not going to be the 30 for 30 that he was last year. I think Atlanta could make something happen here and uh, you can go stream them. Okay, I like that one. That's a little under the radar right there. Um, and I guess we just really like the Washington football team this week because I'm going with the Washington oh, yeah. football team as my defense. Uh, 31% rostered. In Yahoo leagues, uh, they're like they're the uh, like we want to talk about emergencies. Like they are the emergency <laughs> Sunday pickup. Word. 
Like, if I need a defense, I'm like, yo, where can I get an edge? Where can I get some upside? It's Washington, man. Uh, they're one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Washington is top 11 in what I like to call havoc rate, as in their ability to, to disrupt as a defense to disrupt the offense. Uh, they're second in football outsiders' defensive line-adjusted sack rate. Meanwhile, Cincinnati's 26th in football outsiders adjusted sack rate so um add those two together you get the the largest quote-unquote mismatch on the week using those metrics so washington football team against the rookie joe burrow fire him up yeah man definitely like washington get you some sacks at the very least for sure definitely man let's jump into this thursday night this thursday night game man because i know we're all excited for it uh arizona coming off the thrilling win with the hell murray uh, Seattle coming off a disappointing loss, coming off two yeah, losses two straight, in man. a row, actually. Crazy. Two straight losses in a row. So um, already having lost this previous uh, game to Arizona, 37-34. to It was a total of 71 points in that game. Uh, this game uh, between the 6-3 and three Arizona Cardinals and the 6-3 and three Seattle Seahawks, where the Arizona Cardinals... Or the Seattle Seahawks could potentially take a lead. Actually, no, the Seahawks can't take a lead in this division, but Arizona could potentially take a lead in this division. Um, this game has a total of 57.5. The Seattle Seahawks are 3.5 point favorites. In terms of injury concerns and uh, potential weather concerns, uh, they had a bunch of guys on defense that were uh, that came up as limited the biggest one uh, was, you know, line, but well, biggest injury they had Corey Peters, uh, who was out for the year with a torn patella tendon. Uh, so, you know, that's a, uh, you know, a downgrade to their defensive line potentially. But Devondre Campbell, uh, he was a DMP on Tuesday with the calf. So, um, you know, that's something to monitor there from that point. And then Chris Carson. Uh, he got in a limited practice Tuesday, Wednesday, but it doesn't seem, you know, Adam Schefter reported that he's not expected to play in week 11 against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. But then wide receiver Tyler Lockett, he was a, a DMP Monday, Tuesday. I uh, think he got a limited practice in on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, no, he, well, he, no, he did practice on Tuesday, or did not practice Tuesday, got a limited practice Wednesday. But Adam Schefter says he expects Tyler Lockett to play. Um, Carlos Hyde was a full participant in practice, so it seems like he's on track to return from that hamstring injury. Um, and then Shaq Griffin, he was a DMP with a hamstring yesterday. Uh, and then Quentin Dunbar is questionable with that knee. Uh, and in terms of weather, it seems like it's all good here. Um, just a little bit of rain, uh, but nothing, yeah, nothing, you know, too drastic. No, no wind, really. That's really what we're concerned about is the wind. But, Greg, where are you at in this, in terms of this matchup, man? Uh, I'm going to take the under. I mean, it's still going to be some points, but that 57 is high, half is really high. I'm going to take Arizona Cardinals to cover, and I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to win. I think they get that split in this divisional matchup, uh, but for sure it's going to be another classic um, this is that prime, last primetime game that went into overtime was such a good game. I think the, the stars that show up, again, are going to be in this. Uh, Kyler and Russell Wilson on both sides, you know, expect them to both have, again, top 10. as close to top five fantasy performances. Uh, Chris Carson, sure, uh, if he's not going to go again, 
Well, it's going to be a mix between, you know, DJ Jalis. Uh, I think Carlos Hyde is back healthy, so actually he might be in play as well a little bit more here. Um, so it may be a little tough to who, who to trust, but uh, Carlos Hyde, I think, uh, and DJ Dallas would be the guys that would be featured. Um, as far as the receivers, of course, DK, uh, who, you know, did well last matchup, but it was more Tyler Lockett, of course, who had that insane 20-target uh, game, um, and, but and, and close to 20 receptions, I mean, 15 receptions. Was, it, was, it was an insane game for him. Uh, if he's able to go, Tyler Lockett, you're starting him, as well as DK Metcalf as a wide receiver ones in this matchup. Uh, and on the other side, besides Kyler Murray, of course, uh, D-Hop is a 1B wide receiver, one stud. Uh, the real question, uh, Chase Evans and Kyler and Kenyon Drake, uh, seems like they've both been killing you at the same time. Uh, they're, you know, not like they're, one of them has been dominant as the RB1 is now they're kind of eating each other's value even now at this point, uh, which is doesn't is, doesn't bode well. Uh, both their snap shares have been, were both down last week, uh, sharing it as a true, like, kind of 50-50 split. So, uh, it would be, I'm more considering them more as, you know, high in RB2s for this matchup. Uh, I really can't say who's going to be the guy to, to get those money touches and, and be able to score. Uh, cause, um, it's been, it's been really tough to call that this year. Um, and other than that, uh, Christian Kirk is in a good spot with this high shootout and against his very weak secondary. So if you need a definitely a boom flex, he's, he's the guy in, uh, this matchup to bounce back. Yeah, uh, I'm with you in terms of the matchup, man. Taking the under, taking Arizona to uh, cover the spread, Seattle to win the game. Uh, for Arizona, Kyler, D-Hop. Uh, last week, I, I advised to play Edmonds over Drake. Uh, and depending on the league format, it kind of worked out. But I think I got lucky there, man. Uh, I I know you said that you you know you're, you don't know which way to lean. I'm leaning Drake. Uh, he out-touched Edmonds his first game back from the injury, leading the backfield in total opportunities with 61%. So I'm leaning towards him in this game for the for the volume alone, um, but I, I do think Edmonds can be flexed for uh, you know given the potential game script obviously, um, you know and obviously he's still more involved in in the pass game, so he's definitely in play. Christian Kirk viable as a wide receiver three flex in this matchup given the high total, and uh, for Seattle I'm playing Russ obviously, uh, Lockett seems like he'll go. Uh, I, you know, like I was telling you off air, Greg, I don't know if Lockett, I know it's tough to say he's not a must play given what he did last time, but uh, I think I would play Justin Jefferson over him with his matchup against Dallas. I would play Deontay Johnson over him in his matchup against Jacksonville. Um, you know, I would yeah, obviously Terry McLaurin in his matchup against Cincinnati. So, you know, if you have a better option with similar upside to Lockett, I think I would go there because we we did see Lockett in a four-game stretch last year when he was dealing with a lower leg injury just literally disappear for four weeks. Mm -hmm. So, um, I do I would obviously uh, I would expect the injury to give a slight bump for DK Metcalf uh, and you know a bump for DJ Moore. Uh, I was looking at Freddie Swain, the rookie, if, if Lockett couldn't go, uh, as he's the one that played the second most wide receiver snaps from the slot. So, um, you know, definitely maybe a stash in, in a deep dynasty league or something. Um, but I might, um, you know, Carson not expected to play. I think you're forgetting about Alex Collins, man. He, he took the lead back role over last week, uh, outplaying uh, just or DJ Dallas in terms of snaps. Uh, in opportunities, 62% of the, the running back opportunities. Uh, but Hyde's present de presence definitely makes that a, a less of a given. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they do. 
I know Alex Collins' running style, you know, is reminiscent of Marshawn Lynch, in my opinion. Um, you know, very comparable to what Chris Carson brings. Uh, so maybe they lean on Alex Collins to be that physical back with Carlos Hyde being the pass catcher because I don't, you know, Alex Collins isn't really that kind of back. Um, but where are you at with a bold prediction, Greg? Um, that's gonna be tough. I think I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with D Hop getting that two plus. Yeah, I'm gonna get get. I mean, not D Hop. Wow. Sorry, DK DK Metcalf getting the two plus. Sorry, DK sorry. Yeah, two yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I thought touchdowns. you were gonna go D Hop, man. I, that made that would made me feel real good because I was we could have stacked both predictions. I know. I just uh. Eh. I know Diop's gonna get one. I feel like he, he'll get over 100 yards too. But yeah, DK he did care a lot. He's gonna get those touchdowns, man. Yeah. All right, man. So that's fine. That's fine, man. We we don't have to stack bold predictions. It's cool. <laughs> but DeAndre Hopkins, D Hop, career high in catches so far uh, in his career. Again, I, I guess I just said that. But in in one game is is 14 catches. Wow. Which he actually did earlier this year in Week One versus San Francisco. Right? You think it would be higher than that, right? Yeah, yeah, nah. It, uh, with Deshaun, nah. I'm actually not. Nah, fourteen is a lot, though. That's a, that's a lot of catch. Fourteen is. I know. No, yeah. fourteen is a lot. I just <laughs> feel like he would have. You know, I've seen, I watched Brandon Marshall catch twenty two. I watched To catch twenty one. So <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, fourteen is a lot. But you know, the la- he had ten uh, the last time these teams faced earlier in the year so i'm gonna go with d hop getting a career high of 15 or more wow that's super bold that's way more bold though. yeah yeah that's <laughs> <I feel. laughs> i'm gonna go with getting 15 or more i mean the seattle seat defense banged up uh you know why not just target your best player relentlessly right yeah um but in the event that that just doesn't happen because it, it is like you said it's ridiculously bold i'm gonna go with david moore for 10 plus uh ppr points oh yeah like that that's that's definitely a very real bold thing because that man's like you know with mccall Harmon of last year that's just giving you a plug start that just seems to produce uh every other week yeah man definitely in these high totals he's more viable he only plays on like 40 percent of the snaps or something like that um or runs around on 44 percent of the dropbacks that is what it is so he's not you know, it doesn't get a ton of volume, but, you know, playing with Russell Wilson doesn't take a whole ton of volume to produce from a fantasy perspective. Facts. Um, Greg, anything else on this matchup that you want to add um, or anything else that you're potentially looking forward to in this game? Uh, yeah, I'm just sad that I don't really have much players in my leagues because Chris Carson, again, is hurt. Uh, I just wish I had more because I know that means that I'm going against these players in this game. Oh, yeah, man. I, I've definitely got some Kyler sprinkled. Um, I've definitely got some. Some I've got I've got one DK. No, I got two DKs and, and a Tyler Lockett. So, yeah, that's nice. Oh, and I have Russell Wilson, actually. So, yeah, but I also am in 32 leagues. So, it's, I, you know. <laughs> there's a high chance of that. You have, have any Eddie There's player. a high, have any, yeah, have there's a high probability that <laughs> I could be on any player. Um, but. Moving on, you know, let's just do a, a quick trust it or trash it real quick. Um, that's why I was trying to filter stuff that doesn't make sense. Okay, so um, looking at wide receivers, man, uh, obviously we have these young pups, uh, 
you know, we've got the, uh, would you believe Terry McLaurin is a wide receiver 10? In, or the wide receiver, uh, sorry, hold on. Wide receiver 13 in points per game, but I'm going to, you know, take out like Jamison Crowder because he's done that in like five games. Oh, I mean, I, t- I, I told you. And Alan Lazard. He's actually like top 12 in like fantasy points per game if you take out some of these some of these other guys that haven't played a ton of games. Yeah, that that's a beast. That's Scary Terry, man. I, that we came in with very high on him no, we need this that. year. So as one of those mid-round, those 20, 25 wide receivers that – Going in range could give you high ups. Oh, I had Terry at fifteen. So yeah, I mean, where where he's going? Yeah, <laughs> I was plucking him. I was plucking him up wherever uh, round four, round five. Yeah, basically round five, round six. But just grabbing Terry. But yeah, man. Uh, some of these young receivers, man. Uh, T Higgins in total points. He's the wide receiver twenty two. Mm. Uh, C D Land the wide receiver twenty uh, twenty four. And then we got Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver 25, with Ayuk as the wide receiver 27. Ooh, I love it. Crazy. Awesome. Yeah, all, awesome all these guys, here. well, except uh, for uh, separate Lamb. Yeah, we're on the, the waiver wire sections like early in the weeks, week two, week three. Yeah, those are those guys that are saving your season right now. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of, I know Higgins and Higgins and Jefferson were primarily some waiver wire pickups. I know a lot of, I mean, yeah, in deeper leagues or in, in shallower leagues, I guess, or the, I guess your, your more common league, uh, Brandon Ayuk was probably readily available. Uh, T Higgins was definitely available. T Higgins was available in a ton of leagues. Yeah. A ton of leagues. Yeah. Um, but Justin Jefferson was somebody that, depending on your league, he was drafted in. He was somebody that was drafted and dropped after week t- after week two when he didn't have a role. Right. Um. So that was interesting. Brandon Ayuk, you know, he was somebody that, you know, a lot. He got a lot of buzz because Debo Samuel obviously the had his injury. Um, you know, so and George Kittle got injured, so he was immediately. Uh, was getting some buzz before you know as the season started, but basically, what I'm getting at, Greg, is which of these guys has the best shot to crack into the top twelve? Let's say top fifteen. Mm. By end of season, we have we have six games left of the fantasy season. Which of these guys can? Hop into the top fifteen, make that leap. Uh, for boom games, just off boom games. I mean, Jefferson give is giving you like like that Tyreek Hill like stat line fantasy year right now as far as the the boom that he can get you. Um, but so it could make up points for the games that he doesn't like have uh, doesn't have a lot of uh, points in. Um, uh, Higgins is a, a nice Florence consistent. He's consistently good. So uh, maybe in in total points, he could get there. I feel like points per game that'd be nice for him. But that's a that's a tough question. Well, they're both go. actually no, they're both around the same in points per game. I mean, you're right though. Higgins is doing it more consistently. Yeah. Where yeah. Jefferson is it's 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 either he he brings this floor or this ceiling. Yeah. And there's uh, no in between. I'm gonna go with Jefferson just in case you know with the the amount of booms games he can have he he'll he can sneak in there. Um, T Higgins with a close second. Yeah, I uh, 
actually may have uh, may have to double check this, but uh, my source may have not been updated for um, oh, from week to 10? include Monday Night Football. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a possibility that Jefferson's, you know, not already in the top 15, but he's somewhere up there. Let me just check this. I, I have it here. Okay, sorry. So Jefferson is the wide receiver 15. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, I knew it. I already had the answer before in my mind. Yeah. Okay, so Jefferson is the wide receiver 15. Higgins is the wide receiver 23. Lamb is the wide receiver 25. And Ayuk is the wide receiver 27. So if you took out so, Jefferson, then my answer would be Higgins. Then your answer would be Higgins. Okay, so Jefferson does not count for this exercise. <laughs> So your answer would be T. Yes, T. Higgins. I think I would agree as well. I mean, Higgins is ascending in this, in this offense, and I mean, I'm sure that if you even took out the first two weeks, uh, when he, you know, when guys like him and Jefferson and Ayuk were take were actually, you know, did have roles, I'm sure, you know, T. Higgins would be close, would be even closer into that top fifteen. Yeah. yeah, actually, if you look at between weeks 3 and 10, T. Higgins is the wide receiver 11. Yeah, he's been absolutely money. Um, He's been very solid. Yeah, he's been money. Uh, yeah, and his, the schedule is in tough matchups, too, that Joe Burrow's had even, too. Uh, and, and now it's going to get real nice for Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'm not concerned about matchups with, with T. Higgins, yeah. honestly. I mean, he, he's getting enough. There's enough volume in this offense for guys like this to live. And so, like... We're at a point right in the season in the season where, um, and and Mike Wright of the Fantasy Footballers he said this on their latest episode of the podcast and and it's something that I've been thinking I've been have been and I've been saying it but it's the perfect way to say it and he's he said we're at the point where names don't matter, right? Oh, like yeah. the name of a player doesn't matter as much. Yep. And I've I'll expand on that a little bit. And I'll say, instead of names, target situations, right? Like, you know, if you have a guy, you know, maybe like an Adam Thielen, right? Like, I would trade Adam Thielen and try to get T. Higgins, right? Because T. Higgins is, to me, playing a more high leverage role in his offense. He's going to see, you know, more targets just because of the volume of that offense. Like Adam Thielen is in, you know, Minnesota where that offense runs through Dalvin Cook. You know, we've seen the last, you know, Chicago, he caught two touchdowns, but, if you know, he he did that on six targets where Jefferson was getting 10, right? So you could, you could sell on the name of an Adam Thielen and get to a guy like a T. Higgins and potentially get something in return. Right. 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 So I... I think we're at the point now where, you know, names don't matter as much. Let's try to target situations more than that, right? Like, you can try to trade Cooper Cup and get to Tyler Boyd. Like, I think that's something that I would do or, or you know, Cooper Cup. And maybe, you know, maybe it's too late with the, with the Terry manager. But if you could try to get to a Chase Claypool, who's the wide receiver 12 over the last, you know, the last seven weeks has seen 10 targets each of the last three weeks. So, you know, I, he's seeing more volume than Cooper Cup. We have obviously know about the the routes or the, the the usage with Josh Reynolds. Like, I mean, you could argue that you should be picking – I mean, I'm not advising this right now, but you should be arguing – you could argue that you would 
I mean, honestly, you probably should. But drop Robert Woods and pick up Josh Reynolds. Like you could make that argument. Oh yeah, if you mean if you're in a spot to to have to drop a uh, Robert Woods, but yeah, I mean, like if you uh, Josh Reynolds seems to be the guy getting the highest targets. Uh, I mean, if you had them both on your team, who would you play? Oh, who would I play right now? Yeah, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he leads this team. I mean, he he's out targeted Robert Woods since week four. Yeah, yeah, and touchdowns, so, and all that production he's getting to. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's seeing more air yards than both Cooper Cup and and Robert Woods. Uh, you know, he's he's seeing an aver- higher average at the target. You know, he's playing the more high level role, and he's seeing the targets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're at a point again where the name doesn't matter. The draft capital that you spent on a player in in September does not matter. Yeah, at this so, point, it's just whoever's going to win you these games right now um, to get into the playoffs and to to win these ships. Absolutely, most definitely. So, that being said, we'll just we'll just leave it off there. Um, you know, just want to give you all all that thought. But again, don't try to target a pl- you know players as much. Try to target situations. Um, yeah, don't and, be afraid you know, to start guys Wayne are, Gallman, man. <laughs> don't do not be afraid to start Wayne Gallman, but be afraid to start him this week because he is on by. He is on by. So, yeah, facts. Yeah. Um, so if you need to win this week, uh, and you. You know, you have to drop a Wayne Gallman because he's on by and he can't help you this week. Then that's something you have to do. But that's only if you have no other options. Right. But, um, you know, do what you have to do to win this week. Try to get into situations. Guys that are seeing volume. Right. Guys that are going to see guaranteed volume, guaranteed work. Right, know the diff like know the difference in what receiver you're trying to target, whether it's a high a high A dot guy or a low A dot guy. If you're a low A dot guy, you better be seeing a high volume of targets. Otherwise, your you know, your low percentage of targets does not help us here. You know, we're not we're not trying to get six points. If you're a high A dot guy, then you better be hitting. Right. You know, starting Hollywood every week because he's seeing all these air yards and all these and this target share, but he's not when he's not coming through on them. That doesn't do us anything that doesn't help us win our matchups. So what kind of guys are you going out there to get? So think about that. And remember, Thursday night football, get your Thursday night players out of your flex. Uh, If you're starting, if you decide to pick up and start David Moore, don't stick him in your flex, put him in your wide receiver position. Um, but with that being said, everybody, have a good one. Enjoy the game. Catch us tomorrow for the game previews part one. We'll break down every game, the spread, the totals, all the fantasy analysis. Um, and then, obviously, as always, please rate, review the podcast. Helps us out a ton. And then if you could follow us on all the socials, uh, FF Diagnostics on Twitter and Instagram, at we made it that is greg's uh instagram handle and then you can follow me at jr football nerd on twitter and instagram have a good one everybody and we are out yeah